Mask Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Hello and welcome to Instant Pretty Podcast. I'm Talia Keen, your host. And I'm Abby Kiefer, your co-host of Instant Pretty. We focus on the science, application, purpose, and average pricing for beauty services. We also like to talk about beauty lifestyles and how staying fit and healthy is a part of a good beauty regimen. Today we are joined by Erin DeMarines and her cool, adorable daughter, Zoe. Hi, guys. Hi. Say hi, hi Zoe. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Erin is the founder and CEO of eFit Foods Incorporated and 3Bar, also an ex-triathlete and pro-vegan lifestylist. That sounds sounds really important. (laughs) Hi. Glad to be here. I wanted to bring you on the show today because you are the epitome of health, in my opinion. Well, thank you. I've known you for a few years now, and you are just stunning and... I just wanted you to share some tidbits with your vegan lifestyle, your... um, your history of triathlons and also your amazing protein bar. Sure, I'd love to. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was a triathlete for about, let's see, 13 years. And my love of athletics and running and just being active sort of put me into that, the sport of triathlon. I never intended to get into it, but I kind of graduated from running into this amazing sport, and I kind of stopped once I had this little nugget. Uh, I took up a lot of time, but it was the best. A lot of good years. How many hours a week would you train? Um, A lot. Like, I would say, on average, between 10 to 20 hours a week. Wow. What was your strongest? Running. Running. Always. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You are like a rocket. I have seen you run before. You know, running is like, if you think about it, it's easy. You put on a pair of shoes. Right. You don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to, wherever you are, you can run. So for me, it's always been the easier of the three mm-hmm. sports. And it's kind of what I started with years ago. So do you like to run to music or are you like no music kind of girl? For most of my life, I ran to music. And then over the past probably just few years, I, a lot of times I'll either run just to sort of get into my meditation. It's, I call it my church out there where I just have a chance to reflect or things I need to think about or things I need to process or like plan for the week. It's sort of my office time. Right. But sometimes I'll run to a workout where they're talking and telling me like, you better run faster, mm-hmm. harder, you know, or stop and do squats and lunges just to take my mind off of what I'm doing. But for the most part, I don't run to music anymore. Do you like to run, Zoe? Yeah. Yes. Have you, uh, are you going to do that in school or? I do lap club some days. They have a thing called lap club? Yeah, every day. She oh runs before school. That's that cool. Is so amazing. Mm-hmm. That's I'm awesome. so proud of you. Um, I understand you're also a personal trainer. I am. Uh, my love of, of fitness at an early age is always, um, I knew I would be involved in it some, some way or somehow. And so, in, in college, that's kind of the direction I, I went into, opened up a gym here in South Tampa. And, and then when I finished college, I moved to L.A., did more personal training out there and then came back. And I still do it just for a few kind of friends and clients, but it's definitely always going to be a part of my life. What kind of workouts do you like to do with your clients? Boot camp style. 
Like get it in, get it get it yeah. out, get it done, get it get out. Like quick, hard, and get it. You know, get to business. I don't. I'm not one of those like, oh, well, let's talk and let's stretch. <laughs> like that doesn't really work for me. Like if you want to talk, let's go to coffee. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to work out with me, let's work out. Yeah. I don't absolutely. like to try to combine those two. Well, I've seen some of your clients their before and afters, which is pretty pretty shocking. I don't know if they're just scared of you, <laughs> or you know, I mean, I'm whatever you're doing is working. That's for sure. I mean, a lot of it is nutrition. I, and nutrition is 80% of it. So a lot of my clients have at least gotten to get them off of dairy and some of the things that they probably didn't realize were not helping their bodies. Right. You know, some people just don't, they think, oh, I just live on protein and and work out and I'll have this amazing body. But that's, that's just not true and that's not what it works. Right. That's a good segue because you're also a vegan and we were talking about on another episode about certain things within the health industry right now that are what we call hot. Obviously, it's not hot for you. It's a lifestyle. But vegan is incredibly popular these days, I would say. And also, there's just a lot of access to being able to eat vegan, a lot more options. Yeah, a lot more options, you know, walk in and so forth. So talk to us a little bit about veganism. And is that what you call it, right? Veganism? Okay. I mean, that's what, you know. (laughs) To be a vegan. You you can tell Talia is not a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I was a... I was a... um, Vegetarian. I was a vegetarian for years and years, yeah. But I never went vegan. But talk to us a little bit about how you got started with that. I mean, were you always a vegan or how did that work for you? I became a vegan because I was running with a, actually with a, one of my uh, coaches, a triumph triathlon coach. And he, he just asked me, he was vegan and he, he didn't, I didn't know that. And he said, what, what's your biggest complaint with, with training? Do you have anything you want to talk to me about? And I was like, I'm always congested. I mean, this is a lot of years ago. I'm always congested when I'm running. And he said, you probably lactose intolerant because three-fourths of Americans are lactose intolerant, (laughs) whether you would like to think you are and that you're in denial, most of us are. And I think I come from a family of people who are lactose intolerant. And he goes, all I want you to do is to give up dairy for three days. And in those three days, after those three days, if you feel different, that's probably what the issue was. And let me tell you, in three days, how different I felt, and I wasn't eating a lot of dairy anyway, was so different that 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 turning point was a turning point for me. Like then I started studying it. Then I got certified as a nutritional consultant and wow. everybody that I surrounded myself and was learning from that's even many years ago, like 15, 20 years ago, that's when it, that they, they put that bug in me, like mm-hmm. learn about what animal products do to you. Right. Were you in LA at the time? Um, I was transitioning from LA back to here, I think. Let me think about that. Yeah, I might have been in LA. So, did you find that there was a lot more accessibility? To- yeah, I mean, Los Angeles is, you know, very easy to eat right. like that. I mean, sure. that and coming back here, back to Tampa, was definitely difficult when I first came back. You know, that it wasn't a popular thing. Everybody was on mm-hmm. Atkins diet, right. which is now the keto diet, which right. is you know, yeah, we talked about that one yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's um. That's what we were considering kind of complete opposite to vegan um, being the keto or the Atkins. Right. I have a friend that when she did keto and now when she needs to lose some weight, she'll do like a diet of uh, ground beef and butter. That's it. She just eats that. And that's like literally the complete opposite of what a vegan is. 
That just turns my stomach. I don't know why. <laughs> it just does. I like how your um, trainer said to go three days without it. I feel like that's very like mm-hmm. manageable doable. and doable, and you can really like set your mind to that. Um, so after those three days, what did you feel differently? Like completely just like this little bit of congestion that always bothered me. It's like having a cold, but not really having a cold. It's like you just have the symptoms, but you don't feel sick. Just we're gone. And then I ran and I was like, wow, I can what breathe. a difference. Wow. And and then that he's at, and still a very good friend of mine. Um, still he he's still vegan too and, and also promotes that that lifestyle. And so, so for originally I started for health reasons. So you cut out dairy after those three days, you didn't go back to it. You're like, Oh, this is good, I can do that. Yeah. And then how long until you started cutting out other animal? I was already kind of vegetarian. I grew up in a pretty healthy family. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad, I owe a lot to because he was always cooking so healthy and lots of stir fries and always these vegetables and steamed rice. So I kind of grew up in a healthier family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I never really ate a lot of animal proteins Mm -hmm. growing up. So it wasn't really a hard transition. But the dairy, I think, because dairy is in a lot of things. Like you have to ask. For sure. Right. It's and it. that's a, that's actually a really good good statement because I think there are so many things that you for example what would want what's a challenge when you're buying buying products for your family or buying food for your family when you first you know, especially when you were Zoe was first born and she's does she eat completely vegan or she's about ninety percent ninety percent vegan yeah and every you feeling good. Yeah. So and, when you go over to your friends' houses and their moms want to make you a snack, what do you usually ask for? Chips. Chips, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, there's no, I mean, the oil. Pretzels. Or... I mean, it's, it's hard because I can't be in control all right, the time. Right. And I don't want her to feel deprived. Mm-hmm. And, but a lot of her friends' parents do care. You know, so they'll try to have, you know, fruit. That's nice. They're accommodating. Yeah. Strawberries, you know, pretzels. I think it's a little overwhelming at first for some people coming from, you know, just a regular meat eating, mm-hmm. you know, fairly healthy to going full vegan. I think it's it's a little overwhelming to think of how you're going to manage that. But there are a lot of restaurants in town, in Tampa now. Oh, my gosh. So many. So, I mean, and I think the transition, t- today the transition's easy. 20 years ago, it was hard. There wasn't a lot of options. And the food was not the best tasting. Right. Kind of, I would say, on the cardboard side of, (laughs) like, taste. Right? So now, though, I mean, you can get... I mean, my husband, who is not vegan... I mean, he's vegan Monday through Friday because I'm (laughs) cooking. But... um, I buy these burgers called Beyond Meat Burgers. Oh, and these those sausage. are so good. Right. And he's, they taste just like a regular burger. Yeah, so you can't tell. And even some of the restaurants in this area, like Chichio's is a great example. They have an uh, Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. And I order it medium. It looks, tastes, and I mean, it, j- it feels like I'm eating a burger. Mm-hmm. It feels like I'm cheating. And it's not like I eat, I eat those products all the time. But when you're out and you don't have a choice right. and yeah. there's this option, it's great. And it tastes great. Is it soy based or no. what's, the, what's um, the base on that? Beyond Meat Burger. I think that's an Impossible Burger are made from a plant, right? From, from a plant protein. I don't know exactly. I, but it's crazy because I've gotten Beyond Burgers from Whole Foods, and they come in like the patty that looks like raw ground meat. Yeah. And then you cook them. 
Yeah. Hmm. And what's the great thing about that is you, if you thaw them out, it is exactly like you would cook a burger. Like even I remember growing up, my dad would make turkey burgers once in a while and he would take in like an onion soup mix and mix it into the burger and mm-hmm. then he'd grill them. Well, these burgers do the exact same thing. You can mix whatever you want in them, peppers, some vegan cheese, and grill them like a burger. It smells like a burger. It looks like a burger. It bleeds like a burger. And it tastes good. Right. So if I can, ha- if I have that choice, why wouldn't you, you know what I mean, you choose it. And the, the sausages that they make are amazing too. Sure, there is a lot of choice. When I was a vegetarian for 16 years, I just cooked a lot. I just learned how to cook. And it wasn't a problem at the time. But then when you had, a, like I have a family and everything like that, it always became a little bit more challenging. Um, for the transition, I don't, I don't know why, um, why it became more challenging, but so you guys, your household is, is 80% vegan, I would say. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, we don't, I don't cook anything that's not vegan. Right. So, I mean, I, there's, we definitely, I cook definitely two different meals every night. This one is, (laughs) she's her Italian side of her, right? Pasta with red sauce (laughs) every night. Mamma mia. (laughs) But that's okay. We like it. And some steamed broccoli with some vegan butter. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Actually, every night I could do that. Yeah. I think I could do that. I mean, I don't, it's not, it's really, it's not, it's not difficult. And if you care enough what you're putting into your body, then it becomes, that doesn't become the big obstacle because right. the options are out there. It's not as right. right. If you go on Pinterest, there's so many different vegan recipes and I feel like just based in the society we live in today, there's so many, there's so much access to finding good alternatives um what are your favorite kinds of dairy alternatives because for me i could not i could eat i could go without meat and be fine but it's the dairy and the stuff that's found and everything and the cheese thing like the the vegan cheeses that i've tried are terrible so what are some of your favorite vegan cheeses have you tried daya yet d-i-d-a-i-y-a i don't think so so always they're going to be better melted Okay. So, like, every day for lunch, almost, she gets a vegan grilled cheese sandwich. Okay. This cheese melted is amazing on pizzas. If the restaurant doesn't carry it, then I just bring it with me, and they usually make her a pizza. That's nice. Yeah. yeah I think it's a really good alternative. And then there's a new company out called Mayoko's, and they make a really good, like, vegan mozzarella Ooh. that you would feel like you're really not missing out. But again, and, like, I've, ta- I've taken that over to Ava. And they've made me a pizza with that. It was amazing. Um, what about butter? Miyoko's makes one. Earth Balance makes one. And Earth Balance has like 10 different flavors. I mean, yeah, not that's flavors. That's what I like, use as Earth Balance. Yeah, you wouldn't know. They even have a soy-free one. Yeah, they have a they, soy-free one. They have an organic one. They have one made mm-hmm. from olive oil. They're mm-hmm. all good. Yeah, they're really And they good, cook actually. just like butter. You would never know the difference. I was following this one girl on Instagram and she claimed to be like vegan but in reality, all she was eating was like pasta, potato chips, you know, like <laughs> Cheez-Its and everything. So she was like a vegan, like a fake vegan. Yeah. Not plant-based. Um, so tell us a little bit about your bar. So three bar is, uh, I call that my first baby before this <laughs> Sorry, one. Sorry, Zoe. <laughs> um, that would all happen on accident. It's, it's, a, it's a funny story because it's certainly not the path that I had chosen, but I feel like that path chose me. I was in L.A. I was a trainer. That's what I was doing full-time, loving it. I was not a a trainer and an actor. I was like a trainer. That's what I wanted to be because there was a lot of trainers slash actors in L.A. And um, I became very close with my clients, as you can imagine. I trained this couple for years. And um, 
I used to make these cookies that my grandmother taught me and I brought them to her house one time for a party and she's like, these are the best cookies. She goes, can't you just make them a little healthier for me? Like, I'll buy them from you. So literally I had one of those burners that you plug in. It's Mm -hmm. like two burners. And I started experimenting. I'll take the butter out, do this. And oh, maybe if I add some protein, I can make it balanced. And oh, we can make this dairy free. And it, it, it just morphed into this these little cookies and I put them in saran wrap I typed out the ingredients mm-hmm. printed them out on my computer stuck them on the saran wrap and she started buying them then one of her friends wanted to buy them then the gym I trained at they bought them this other gym I worked at they wanted to have them and it just you started a little business off a little burner yep when do you feel like it really took off um, you had quite a bit of success yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, this, I started this in 1997. Wow. So it's a long road, but um, a good road, right? Like, it's like how many people say they can, like, they made something in their kitchen and it ended up on the store shelves of Publix. Right. So it's been a, a good road with a lot of lessons and a lot of bumps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably, you know, the big hit was probably being in Publix. I mean, I was close to 500 stores. And that was um, in 2005. And um, then 2011, when this little one was born, it just became a little bit too over, like too much for one person to be running this big show. So then I decided just to focus on family and, and then I just kept the bars online. So I kind of just scaled back from the store side of things. Well, you had a little bit of a blip though. You had an inventory issue. I mean, this is also from coming from an entrepreneur kind of side of it. Yeah, you that was had, the, that you was had the some big... stumbling blocks along yeah. the way too. So you were you were reaching a, a level of success, and then right, it's hard to sort of if you think about it. So for people who live in Florida, Publix is this you know huge huge entity, great grocery store here. To go from like you know the triathlon market of of athletes and and bike shops to Publix right. was a great success but also a, a not the best way to go because the scale I, factor probably how did there. um Publix find you uh, i had a lot of clients that wrote letters to Publix, really? and Publix called me and said that is awesome we keep getting requests do you have like an energy bar or something <laughs> i really want to carry your amazing. product and i was like well great <laughs> i'll be right there <laughs> um yeah it was good but yeah it wasn't that i couldn't keep up with the production it was i couldn't keep up with the stores because the stores at that time were in from Miami up to South Carolina. So I was literally driving mm-hmm. all over, you know, the South. Right. When did you stop wrapping them in saran wrap and find like a manufacturer and like a... In 2005. Okay. And how much did the, um, did the recipe change or the ingredients change? Or I guess it's easy to make them on your stovetop with that amount. But then when you're making like mass quantities... Like, did anything, did you have to alter anything? Yeah, I worked, um, I worked closely with a food scientist because I don't know, I knew, I know nutrition, but I don't know food science. So how do you make, exactly, how do you make this from your stove to go into a wrapper to go into a store? And I didn't, I had all these parameters, right? Couldn't have any dairy, Mm -hmm. couldn't have any preservatives, nothing unnatural. Um, And so she helped me to do that. And it took us five years of working together and never meeting. Wow. She lived in LA and I lived back here in Tampa when that ha- when that kind of happened until we finally got it so once we got that um that's how then she had the relationship with a factory in california so that's when that kind of all started was that 2004 five year those years exciting time yeah it was it was pretty awesome to and go out a, there and you you're you've had this renaissance with your bar as well new branding the last couple of years new flavors 
um, you've kind of starting again and starting actually been very powerful in such a short period of time. In hindsight, it's almost like all those years of putting into the knowledge and the experience and the just the the delivery and the logistics of of the bar. Now you're able to go out there, and I'm just watching you like seamlessly get your product into stores over and over and over again. I mean, you're a naturally magnetic person. It's really easy mm-hmm. and approachable, and you're just you love people. You can just tell. So. It's cool how, you know, these things are happening for you. But I just, I mean, it's pretty powerful. You've had to rebrand yourself. It's like Phoenix coming out of the ashes again. <laughs> and it's a really good bar. It's a really good tasting energy yeah. bar. And uh, you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. I, I am proud. Sometimes I, I feel probably in every entrepreneur, you know, as well. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur has, you really have to have some thick skin. Because there's many a times, and my husband will attest to this, he's come home and I've been laying in a ball crying, like, I cannot do this. <laughs> I know, girl. And he will talk me right out of it, like, are you crazy? Of course you can do this. Yeah. It's nothing. And, 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 and it's hard when you're in it. You're in it day in and day out. It consumes you. So sometimes it's really hard to go, tomorrow will be a new day, mm-hmm. and, and you'll figure it out. And you know what? You do figure it out. But it doesn't always feel like that. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely hard. Publix was a was a really hard hard nut for me, and I graduated from that. And that's not the route to go because my customer is not necessarily a Publix customer. It's somebody who's going to read every ingredient. It's somebody who cares about probably more about their bodies than the average person, and somebody who wants a really good tasting product and doesn't want dairy and any meat animal products in it. Right. So you're it's a different person. And your definition of success is different. I'm. I'm assuming yeah. because of it, you know, where being in a big block store would seem like an apex for what you're trying to accomplish is getting the bars out there. But maybe it's not. You no, know, I maybe think, it's just not. I, I think, you know, it's watching the Instagram post from people that live in Wisconsin eating my bar at, at a CrossFit gym. To me, that's success. Right. That Those are the people that, you know, I, how, how, how did you find me? You know, and it's a lot of Instagram. Now, when I first started, Instagram wasn't around. Mm hmm. Facebook was, you know, in its infancy. You know, it's a different, easier road now to get, you know, your your product Grass out fruits, there, and yeah. and yeah, it's and I and I, it's it's much, it works much better for me because I don't want to spend the money on advertising. I don't have deep pockets to just do whatever I want. So it is very grassroots, but very authentic. Mm-hmm. And to me, those are the businesses that make it today and are the best success stories. So we live in Tampa, Florida. Uh, you are in many stores around the Tampa St. Pete area. And would you like to share some of those stores that you're located so people can find your bar? Yeah. Um, Rolling Oats is a great little grocery store in South Tampa. They carry them. Um, Pure Kitchen, Village, um, Village. I love Pure Kitchen. I know. I eat there every day. It's really good. Um, Village Health Market, Camp, Bella Prana Yoga. Actually, I'm in the Florida Aquarium. Yay! Cool. Um, Nature's Food Patch, Abby's, Jug and Bottle in Seminole Heights, Cider Press Cafe, St. Pete, Harbor Island Athletic Club, The Athletic Studio here in South Tampa, uh, Felicitous Coffee and Tea Shop over in by USF, and there's probably more that I can't remember, which is a good thing because Lash I'm Spa growing. Studio. <laughs> Lash Spa Studio. Lash Spa Studio. <laughs> I love having them there because there's very rarely do I have time to like eat. A full meal because I'm back to back, but 
sometimes if I have like 15 minutes, it's like I could walk across the street to the gas station and get a bag of Cheetos or boiled she peanuts. Cheetos. I love boiled peanuts, but <laughs> it's if I'm craving something sweet, it's such like a nice thing to grab right there. And and I know I'm not putting like bad things yeah, in my body. Yeah, you feel good about eating your bar. And it keeps you full. I mean, mm-hmm. originally this bar started out as a cookie, yes, but then it graduated into something that was good for triathletes. I created the bar to make sure that it was easily digestible. So if you're starting a race or you have a busy day, right. you can eat it and you don't feel like you have Heavy. to digest it. Yeah. It's like very easy to digest. It tastes good. So good. It's almost like you're eating something that's a treat, but it's not bad for you. With the guilt. What's the main protein? Pea protein. Pea protein. And brown rice protein. And brown rice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of flavors do you guys have? Do you make? Uh, Cocoa Crunch, which is dark chocolate and peanut butter. And yeah. then the next flavor that's coming out is Tropical Tri, which is almond butter, dark chocolate, and coconut. Ooh. And then I have a popcorn snack coming out, uh, which is a hemp-coated popcorn awesome. snack that's with exciting. organic corn. And that's a local manufacturer. Yep. They're local correct? here in Tampa. That's exciting. I know. I can't wait. Hopefully by the end of February, we'll have the first bag. Anything else that you are have your sights on? Because the popcorn hasn't launched yet. I've known about it for a little bit. Um, anything else that you, like, I don't know, lollipops or whatever. I mean, is there anything else that you're thinking about? Um, pivoting your um, your brand into? I don't know. I'm really focused on more of the snack food market. I mm-hmm. think as bi- nobody's getting less busy. And, um, True. That's a good point. <laughs> we're trying, you know, obviously to fit a lot into our days and like still stay healthy. So that's kind of like, I feel like that's my niche and hopefully I will create some more products. No, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, one of my last questions before we get into your, the Aaron's top fit list. Uh, any other comments or any any sort of suggestions for the entrepreneur out there uh, maybe facing some challenges? The one thing that I will always remember that someone said to me is you're, those roadblocks that you think where you just you can't go anymore for an entrepreneur those aren't the blocks those are just the speed bumps like mm-hmm. you can get through it you just might not see it today right. but it's like you just have to like just keep driving if you believe enough in yourself and your product and you have enough people around you that you trust and are telling you don't stop then you don't stop right. you keep going right. i mean i could have i mean given this all up many years ago especially when i had this little one and i was busy with family and and all the, all the other things, you know, could have yeah, easily walked away. Yeah, but you, it's it's something that you created too, and you're a creative person, and it's it's like that outlet, you know, whether you're a mother or wife, it doesn't matter. You still have that flame inside of you. I think that no matter what, you you'd soldier on anyhow. Yeah, and I I hope that what I create with this company is something, and we talked about this today, Zoe and I, that she will take on and take over. because this is the direction of the world. I'm not making it up. Veganism is definitely gaining popularity, even though I think um, there's a lot of skepticism out there about it. Um, It's better for our bodies. It's better for the planet. I mean, I think of creating something that lives on way after me. Right. So that's kind of my goal, and hopefully she'll stay interested and take it over. Yeah. She's shaking her head. Yes. (laughs) Did you just lose another tooth? Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Mm, two in a row, huh? <laughs> Are you whistling when you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to Aaron's top 
fit list. Abby, you want to do this one? Yes. Um, okay, Aaron. The top three vegan restaurants in Tampa or St. Pete. Pure Kitchen, number one. They have the friendliest people there. As soon as you walk in, it's like a bunch of women like, hello, good morning. And then when you leave, everyone's like, bye. Have a great day. Yeah, I'm good friends with the owner, obviously, because I eat there pretty much every day. <laughs> they sell my bars. I know I'm picking up something that's quick and easy, fast food, um, but it's vegan. Most of it's vegan and gluten-free, mm, and it's nice. soy-free, and it's delicious, and it's great. I mean, it does. They're they're definitely my favorite. And then I love Cider Press in St. Pete. I and haven't then, been there before. Oh, it's wonderful. They sell my bars, too. And then... Pharmacy. I don't know if either of you have been to a pharmacy. It's in downtown Tampa inside of um, a little grocery store called Duck Duckweeds. Oh, I know where. Okay, I've, I've driven by that grocery store before. Um, it's really good food. It's kind of, you know, in downtown, so mm-hmm. it's maybe not the easiest and most right. accessible, but it's great. Okay, um, what about your top restaurants with vegan options? You guys will laugh, but Burns has some great vegan options. Really? Yeah, yes. Steakhouse, guys. It is. Yeah. It's Burns is like probably one of the top steakhouses. What do you in the order world. there? Um, they have a rotating vegan option every two weeks, so usually I'll get that. Um, a lot of times it might be vegetarian, not vegan. If they can't make it vegan for me, then they give me this um, plate of grilled vegetables that like is enough to feed like you know a small country. <laughs> And it's so good, yeah. just the way they're they're so fresh and so it's really good. Burns and then I steakhouse is the, on my your top. Number, your top, okay. Perfect. And then I love Chichios because they yeah. have the Beyond Meat Burger and they have a great kale salad. I get it without the cheese and BurgerFi. BurgerFi sells. They have a great uh, bean patty, right? It's um the Beyond Meat Burger. Yeah, yeah, and you get it wrapped in lettuce. They have a quinoa burger too. It does. It has cheese in it. Oh, okay. And then, I mean, their French fries are amazing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works really well for a family of people who want to eat vegan, but want to eat something fun too, right? Right. You like French fries once in a while? I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Besides your um, pasta with red sauce, what are your favorite at-home vegan recipes? Uh, I love um, tomato soup we make with coconut milk. Yeah, and then I make a white bean soup with rosemary and lots of vegetables and sometimes I'll throw some vegan sausage in there and then I make the vegan meat burgers and um, sausages at home once in a while so that's easy um top exercises for staying fit top running running push-ups and planks I like planks yep they work everything Yep, and um, dead bugs too. I don't know if you know what a dead bug is, but no, that, what is that really what is a dead bug. Well, think about a dead bug, right? Like on your back, on your back, legs up, arms up. Well, like a V? No, just straight we up. Can show. Uh-huh. Well, we can't show it because we're on the radio. <laughs> but basically, you drop one leg and you drop the opposite arm, and you force your lower back to stay engaged into the mat or the floor. And it, I mean, it, your whole entire core has to tighten up to hold your legs like that, and then you switch. Awesome. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, one of my favorites. There was this viral video on Facebook recently with this woman doing planks, and she has these two dogs fighting all around her. It is hilarious. She has, it's like a golden retriever and a pug, and the pug she and she she doesn't break. She does not crack a smile. They are just all on top of her, underneath her. They're they're button their in her face, and it's it's priceless. It's such a funny video to watch, and she's planking. I love it. How <laughs> yeah, I mean, working out at home it, for me, like I a lot of times will work out work out while she's still sleeping. That I don't have to drive to a gym. Mm-hmm. So for me, just working out at home is just the best. How long can you hold a plank for? I've done one for two minutes. 
at my Pilates studio that I work at, they do Planksgiving in the month of November. Yeah. And so every <laughs> minute that you hold a plank, you get a raffle ticket to win a free month. I got up to two minutes and I was like, I'm doing big things. Like I was practicing every night and I go in to do it. This girl held it for 10 minutes. Oh my wow. God. Does she have an amazing six pack? Yeah. I think wow. she won. She I would rightfully ho- I would so, hope she but would have won. I was I was like all big and bad, like oh watch out, I'm gonna hold mine for two minutes, and then I'm like dying at like 158, and then I fall, and then like this girl, I'm like okay, let's see how long. And by the end of class, everybody was like standing around her, come on, you can do it, like oh ten gosh. minutes. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's good. good. I have until November to beat that. <laughs> Start practicing. You got some um, time. What are your top three workout brands? Hoka running shoes. If you've never tried them, you've probably seen them. They look ridiculous <laughs> because they have this huge, giant, thick sole. But they're really lightweight. They're good for everything. Training, running. But, you know, I've run for so many years and I've learned and I want to run for the rest of my life that these are the shoes to do it. Mm -hmm. They're lightweight. They're but they're really supportive. Good stability without feeling like you're wearing like a heavy. Sometimes when I have too thick of a sole, though, I find like I trip. Do you find like if you're walking, you trip in them? Do you know what I mean? If you have. Well, I only wear them for running. Well, right. But you're I mean, you don't. Like, run right out of your house and run right back in. I mean, you walk somewhere, right? I do. <laughs> but sometimes when I have a thick sole I just or a thick tread, I, I notice I trip. But that doesn't happen with these, apparently. Okay, well, maybe because I've, I've been wearing them for, like, probably five years. And, of course, Lululemon Love and Lulu. Athleta. Um, and people are like, you pay that much for, you know, workout clothes? Yeah, but I have this th- some of the same workout clothes I've had for probably... Five Good quality. Years. Yeah. yeah but see, I, I mean, part of me, though, is you're sweating in the crotch. Okay. So <laughs> why not just have like, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I don't see a total value in that. But I mean, quality is one thing, but you still are sweating in, the, in your crotch. <laughs> right. But you look good while you're sweating in your crotch. <laughs> I know. When I wear my Lulu outfits, I'm like, ooh. Girl, you, well, I guess it's like any other fashion. Yeah, I mean, you just feel better. But they have yeah. a lifetime guarantee. Like the other day, I had like a like a hole in mine, and I brought them back, and they exchanged them. No way, because I have a hole in mine too. Take them back. Yeah, good, good to know. Yeah, I've got My taken f- stuff in to get sewn up because I had a little rip. Mm-hmm. Else. take care of it. My so there's Cameron. something to say for that. Yeah, yeah. My definitely. friend Cameron works at the Lululemon store. Shout out to him. Everyone, go see Cameron for your Lululemon. Hey, Cameron. Needs. <laughs> hey, yeah, Cameron. And, and also I had a ve- I had a pop up there. You know, they're really supportive of the local community, and that's really nice. For sure. Um, What about your top three beauty services? Huh. Lash extensions. (laughs) That's right. I never recently got hooked on lash extensions. Yes, I never thought I would do it. You finally came over to the dark side. It takes me five minutes to get ready with these suckers. Mm -hmm. The best. And we're not beautiful. We're not forcing her to say that. But it is. She. Where do you go, Erin? Lash Spa Studio. <laughs> and a dermaplaning and microneedling. Yeah, I think for she your has, skin. Where do you Aaron go, has where you go for skin. that, Erin? Lash Spa Studio. Lash Spa Studio. Where, where where does she go, Zoe? Lash Spa Studio. That's it, girl. <laughs> um, what about your top three beauty products? Now, before we get into that, your beauty products are vegan, also correct? Yes. All right. I use um, a face oil I love, especially this time of the year when it's cold, even though it's probably not as cold for most people. It's cold for To us. me, it's like Alaska. Yeah. Um, I use a, a <laughs> face oil that's just, you know, a local, uh, I get it at a local shop over here. Um, to me, it just, just gets right into your skin and you don't feel greasy and just really helps. But not near your lashes, right? 
the oils. No, of course not, <laughs> because I listen to your podcast. And, and you was... know exactly what to do. Yes. Um, and then Talia, I've gotten some products at your place too. So you like retinol? Yeah, is a, is a must. Definitely. At our age, while we're on the beauty, twenty-five. Yeah. While we're on the beauty topic, in what ways does veganism help in terms of vanity? Oh, hugely. So you think about what you put into your body is what you get out of your body. Mm-hmm. So the cleaner that you will always be, eat. It, the leaner you always be and the better you will always look. I mean, you're not putting food dyes and chemicals really into your body. So your skin is obviously going to perpetuate that, right? So well, it shows you glow. You yeah. glow all the time. Thank you. Um, is it shocking to find out how many beauty products aren't vegan? Or, you know, like what what would call a beauty product not vegan? Like well, that? animal testing. Okay. Yeah. And did you see, I don't know if you guys have heard recently, like some major companies are finally stepping up, like Dove and like Maybelline or something. These major brands are finally, after so many years of pressure, like animal testing on on beauty products is like a thing of the past. We don't need to do anymore. We know what works and what doesn't work. Just quit doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when I hear big companies taking a stance like that, I think that's why my energy bar and this company is right in the right space yeah i think i just maybe came in into it too early when i started all of it but now i'm in the right space i feel but like. at least you have that strong following since the beginning that can continue on um well since you're an entrepreneur and a mom and always on the go what are your top three ways to unwind meditate yoga and running those are my three nice. i'm not great at the meditating but i'm working on it and yoga i'm trying bella prana sells my bars so i try to get in there to do a yoga class but it's it's impossible for me to do it at home i've got to that's a place i have to go yeah the space and the no phones and can't check the laundry and i like yoga because of the guidance too you know yeah it's it's, there's and then there's an energy it's almost like going to a church for some people there's an energy that's that's invigorating in a room full of other yogis yeah and the meditation is uh something i've just started working on this year and it's really how'd you get into that you know just one of my friends said you ought to check out this (coughs) app uh, app headspace okay and i was like sure i've always you know and then i took a few meditation classes actually at bella prana and it's just amazing that we don't know how to shut it down Mm-hmm. And just be be quiet and just breathe. And when you work all these jobs and you're running around constantly, you forget that to become more clear and to unwind, you need to sort of just take all the noise away. Just stop thinking. For five minutes. I mean, it's not a big deal. So now I, I do like between five and ten minutes. I try every day. That doesn't always happen. But I've noticed a difference. I notice that I can, I don't, react right away Mm -hmm. i kind of have a i can sort of say okay let's just think about this for a second Mm -hmm. when before i probably would have been like right on it neurotic and on edge yeah um what are your top three favorite wines i'm just going to say something quick quick here um so aaron you go to napa a couple times a year yes and you you have always great stories about wine and your experiences so this is more of like a a, also not more but is a personal thing that you just really enjoy doing 
yeah as well so i wanted to put this in as one of the questions because i know how much you enjoy napa is a really special place and and i think if you like wine but you also are interested in learning about like how wine is made and what goes into it and why can a bottle of wine be so expensive and what what goes into that and and the stories behind it is what kind of drew me to napa and it's still the places that we go are still family owned you know after prohibition they've opened up a lot of these wineries that had been ghost wineries and just the stories of the family and you're still meeting meeting them so for us when we go we're going to those places that you don't maybe not even maybe never heard of but the people that are still involved in making the wine and cultivating that wine and that that deliciousness you know it's it's there's so much passion behind it and maybe as an entrepreneur i sort of get that right i was i was thinking that when you were explaining why you were into wine and you know what what all goes into it it's like well that's why because you've created this product and you know all the emotion and the dedication and the knowledge and the energy that goes into creating something yeah to be enjoyed and to hear the stories of some of these these people that I've been, my husband and I, when we go, we, you know, have met along the way and then we learn from them who else to go see who have these same family stories. It's so like, the, many of these people are farmers, right? They're, they're into the agriculture, they're into the land. And to me, I think that all connects back to, yeah. to my vision of a company, right? Like to create something that's sustainable and for other, you know, generations after me, like something good. And I feel like that's sort of plays off the same way as wine it helps you relax it tastes good right. so much good goodness in it maybe too much <laughs> but, sometimes a bit much yeah what are your so, top three chapelet is my one of my favorites and cardinal which is in the plump ga- plump jack group now they're a bigger winery but their wine is so good so you said sh- um, chapelet chapelet cardinal and another one of my favorites is Sea Smoke. These are my like some of my favorite wines. Nice. There's so, but there's so many. Are they reds or whites? What's your preference? It just depends. I mean, we live in Florida, so a lot of time in less summer in the hot months, I'm drinking Sauvignon Blanc, and I like a New Zealand style. But I like a rosé too. But I'm definitely more reds, especially this time of year. Can you cabs get, pinots? Can you get any of any of these? Um, wines locally or do you have to order them um most of them you're probably gonna have to they might sell in a few stores maybe chapelet but they're you know a lot of them are smaller mm-hmm. like so those are the ones i like to give the business to yeah for sure. you know and, and a lot of that's the way they operate they don't care about being at burns right they don't want they don't need to that mm-hmm. they're selling to that customer that's coming there and we're seeing you know they live on the property and they're walking us through their vineyards with their two dogs and they're in sweatpants and mm-hmm. flip-flops and telling us about how they got started and you know how they took over this land that was vacant and produced this wine that you're like this is crazy that this is so good it's like there's so much romance romance around this yeah. right. and passion i think that's probably if I, I never really thought about it but yeah it's very entrepreneurial right, right so they're creating sure. something from from their land and it's awesome yeah well this has been a pleasure yeah thank you for joining us today on our podcast instant pretty podcast and thanks zoe for coming in and hanging is there anything you want to add do you want to add anything go pats 
No. That's my team. <laughs> go Pats. Um, if you want more information on Try3Bar, go to her website, try3bar.com, or message her on Facebook. Sure. Or Instagram at 3Bar Energy or LinkedIn. And Aaron, go ahead and spell your name for the E-R-I-N, listeners. E-R-I-N. Demarinas is D-E-M-A-R. I-N-E-S. We'll also have a link on our Instagram as yeah. well um, with any other information about uh, Three Bar and more information about Erin and all the awesome things she's doing. Well, thanks so much for joining us on Instant Pretty Podcast. Stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. Stay pretty and strong. <laughs> <laughs> and vegan. And vegan. And vegan. Bye. <laughs> This is a Leveling the Playing Field Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week's guest is Donna Orender. Donna is a powerhouse in the sports world. Not only did she play professional basketball in the original Women's Basketball League, she spent 18 years at the PGA and was the president of the WNBA during one of its most pivotal moments. During her time at the PGA and at the W, Donna helped create the way that professional golf and women's basketball programming was created, packaged, and distributed. Her natural curiosity and propensity for asking, why not, have served her very well. She is the CEO and founder of Orender Unlimited and Generation W, where she creates programming and events to empower girls and women. Last year, her first, or not first, I'm sorry, but a book of hers um, was published called Wowsdom, The Girl's Guide to the Positive and the Possible, and focuses on teaching young girls and the young girls within us all that they can do anything. Also in 2018, Donna was honored by the Women's Sports Museum with a Trailblazer Award, and I was very fortunate to meet Donna at their gala. Leveling the Playing Field with Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.